This podcast is brought to you by Dragon Shield. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Make sure you check out our affiliate link down below. Well, welcome to the Play to Win podcast, where we talk about winning in CEDH. I'm Cam. I'm Dylan. And this week, we are celebrating my birthday. If you're watching this on the day that the video comes out, it's actually my birthday. So we're going to talk about what I want to talk about. Which is different from normal weeks, where you are forced to talk about stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right? How is this different? But yeah, no. So this week, we're going to be talking about Magda. Magda. And we're going to be doing a whole deck tech on my specific list. Yeah, Magda is... Should we talk... We should say what it does before we We talk too much about it. We should say what it does. Yeah. All right, yeah. So this is Magda here. Magda is one in a red for a legendary creature, Dwarf Berserker. That's a 2-1. And it says, other dwarves you control get plus one, plus zero. Whenever a dwarf you control becomes tapped, create a treasure token. And you can sacrifice five treasures to search your library for an artifact or dragon card and put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. Yeah, this card is... Really something. I honestly, I think this Magda deck is like really powerful. It can do a lot of things well. It can make mana, which is great. It's very cheap mana wise. It's only two mana. Also very important. Yes. It's win condition involved. I mean, I don't want to go spoil too many things, but you don't have to cast any fucking spells. You just Magda with enough treasures and you win the game. Like, I really do think the deck has some very unique advantages. I definitely agree. It's been a lot of fun to pilot. There are definitely a lot of different ways you can build Magda. There are more turbo ways you can build her. There's more stacks ways you can build her. So it's a lot of fun to experiment with different cards. Which direction would you say yours is? I think I'm a little bit more on the stack side, which is funny because when you look at it, I really only have like six cards that i consider stacks pieces but that's more than most magda decks you've seen you think and it doesn't really feel like a turbo deck like i don't really feel like i'm presenting wins on turn two or turn three very consistently without dockside extortionist yeah dockside obviously helps this deck and every single deck a a bunch but this deck is a great user of dockside it's a very funny user of dockside yeah right like it it makes dockside a tool that it's not really supposed to be exactly (laughs) it wasn't supposed to do this yeah right like it's you can still cast dragons with dockside treasures but not at instant speed so the thing i'm most interested about in this deck is the wins can we go over the wins first because i feel like that's the the core reason why you want to play magda is the cool win conditions the fact that you need kind of so little resources to be able to just win the game on the spot exactly yeah so really um the card that makes magda busted is clock of omens what you're trying to set up is magda and an artifact dwarf so there's a lot of other dwarves that you play in this deck and if you have a dwarf that is an artifact with clock of omens in play you can activate clock of omens to tap the clock and the artifact dwarf so that you can actually untap the artifact dwarf again um and with magda in play every time you tap the artifact artifact dwarf you're making a new artifact treasure so you can use that artifact that you make from that interaction to tap that and the artifact dwarf again to untap the artifact dwarf so if you haven't noticed this is a loop now we can make an infinite number of tapped treasures this way it's so nice right and then once you're at in near infinite number of tap treasures near infinite because you have to stop at a number and yes. the number can't be infinite. but once you have seventy nine hundred thousand billion treasures you can start sacrificing them to activate magda and look for other things exactly so now we have a couple different directions um the main direction that is just kind of the simplest to set up now is with maskwood nexus what maskwood nexus does is basically 
makes all of the creatures that are still inside of your deck all creature types, which means that you can search them up with Magda because Magda thinks they're dragons now. Magda goes, oh, no, there's a masquid. Is it masquid nexus a tree? I don't know why I feel like the it art's is a tree. It is a tree in the it's art. A tree. It's a tree. All my creatures, they look like they're dragons. Come out. Come on out. Yeah, so now Reckless Fireweaver looks like a dragon. Right. So now every time that you go through this tapping and untapping loop, you're dealing a damage every time a new treasure comes into play. That's great. That's so clean. That's so easy to explain. That's so easy to go get and do. I love this combo. Exactly, right? It's part of the reason why I recently switched over to it. After I had talked about the line I was playing in a previous podcast, I had a couple people reach out to me with some more clear and you know clean-cut lines that now can play around Dothy Voidwalker. Ooh, that's important. Yeah, and the Dothy is a, is a common stacks piece, I feel like. Exactly. So it's, it's nice to be able to just... Say, oh, I go find these two things, and I can just keep going through my loop and just yeah. kill the table. What's cool about this win in this combo is all you need in is Magda and 10 treasures. 10 treasures is a lot. You have a ton of ways to make treasures. But you can also do it off of Magda and 5 treasures plus the artifact dwarf. You can make there are cards that we're going to talk about that make Magda into an artifact. And it is itself already a dwarf, so that's really cool. There's so many flexible different ways to do it. And you can do this at instant speed. Yes. This win is an instant speed win. Exactly. So, like, even searching for the Clock of Omens off of Magda, you can do at instant speed. So, if somebody puts Demonic Consultation and Thassa's Oracle into play and on the stack, you can, after someone spends their counter spell, search for the Clock of Omens and then proceed to put this win on the stack. Which And what is great is that you don't even need to really care about their counter spell as much as the mana that they tap to use it. Well, because that's also true. Your win isn't affected by counter magic right it, which means it's not affected by rule of law because yeah. i'm not casting, You're not casting spells. any spells once your commander is in play and you have either 10 treasures or another artifact dwarf or a way to make a dwarf into an artifact and five treasures that's it the game you have it you, it, you can win uh, from that moment with doing no other actions besides activating magnus so there are some stacks pieces that stop it but yeah still i, I think it's an awesome win it's, it's such a clean one um there's ways that you can make infinite mana as well so by playing cards like zorn and academy manufacturer these are ways that we can get infinite untapped treasures because either Zorn will just make an extra one that now we can crack for mana or Academy Manufacturer, which gives you two more artifacts that you can use to untap the treasure that you make and now be able to sacrifice it for mana. So with that, the other win con card now is Skargan Hellkite. No, what is this? Do? So this is a dragon that has riot and flying. Who gives a fuck? Because it <laughs> what also, is, wait, what does riot do? Riot says when it ETBs, you can either give it haste or a plus one plus one counter. Okay, who cares? Yeah. Right? Who cares? <laughs> but for three and a red, you can deal two damage divided as you choose among two targets. So wait, so I'm sorry. Say that again. You can deal two damage divided as you choose among one or two targets. Okay, so a target can be a player. A target can be a player. Oh, That's it says activates okay. ability only if it has a plus one plus one counter on it. So I guess riot does matter, but you just never say haste. You would just 100 oh. <laughs> percent of the time say plus one plus one counter. I got it. Okay. <laughs> so basically, with Zorn and Academy Manufacturer, now you have infinite mana. You can just pump it into this Skargan Hellkite and just deal damage to the whole table. Interesting. Again, 
again getting around a combo line that is shut off to Dothy Voidwalker and Graveyard Shenanigans. Interesting. So this is just extra stuff. If someone exiles a win con, if for some reason it's stuck in a place that you don't want it or something, yeah. you have a couple different ways to win the game, make infinite mana, do whatever you want, basically. Exactly. Yeah, these are my two main ways that I'm trying to win the game. Love it. There are other ways that I can win the game that I still have as backups because for all these win conditions... I need Clock of Omens to be okay, and okay. I need it to not be exiled. And if it's exiled, I still need ways to win the game. And that's where Cloudstone Curio comes in. Okay, yeah. So this is a common one. Dockside, Cloudstone, and any other creature, basically, as long as Dockside makes enough— Exactly. You're going to make infinite treasures. And we'll find a lot of one-mana dwarves that just make the combo so little mana to put into for you to be able to get the output that you're looking for. Um, and this also makes Begarden Hellkite a really nice, clean way to win the game then, too. A dragon that you can search for. It, yeah, exactly. So there's also times where, I don't know, maybe something is preventing you from having etbs well i guess that's not a good example but <laughs> again like if your clock is gone like this is still a way that you can win the game you can find yourself a Bogardian hellkite off of your infinite treasures and and it's kind of it nice there. that your combo pieces at their worst are like big giant flying creatures that help control the board like they're not eight mana is a ton you're not going to get there very often but the fact that it's not a completely dead card and once it's in play it is going to be relevant i feel like that's also kind of a, a bonus and i am making a lot of treasure so like yeah. the games that you do like draw pieces like that you can just go okay well i'm just gonna hard cast it i'm just gonna have a five five flyer and we'll see what happens <laughs> yeah exactly at flash speed that killed three creatures so, so those are the those are the ways that we're officially winning the game. That is the main magda combo. That's what my infinite mana is going into. He is having a very exciting time up here. <laughs> yeah, or he's or he's just trying to like rest on your. I think hand. he's trying to rest. I That's yeah. so funny. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So those are the win cons. I fucking love winning the game. Love like it. Winning this. is the best. There's yeah. no dragon storm, which is with so many dragons, I would kind of want there oh, to be. Oh, that would be fun. Unfortunately, yeah. but that's and okay. Most of them are instant speed with the exception of the cloudstone curio stuff. The yeah. rest of it I can do at instant speed. Can I skip ahead really briefly? Do you play emergence zone? I do. Yeah. Nice. So even that one can be if you need it to be. If I need it to be. I think be, that's yeah. important. Okay. Maybe we can move on to other things besides the win cons. You have some artifact dwarves in your deck. So there's, there's actually three different ways that we can make Magda in artifact and have magda be a part of her own combo that's with uh, ashnod's transmogrant liquid metal twerk and uh liquid metal coating they basically shave five treasures off of your 10 treasure requirements combo that's kind of how i like to think of it is there basically a ritual for your win you want if it's cost you two mana to cast that thing you would need five mana more basically to cover the cost but if that so yeah exactly yeah um universal automaton is going to be the main artifact dwarf that we talk about best one the decks built around creature types like this is the best card for them yeah definitely. every single one of them i i never play those cards in my casual decks that are specifically creature type themed because i feel like like that you know it's not it doesn't get what i want but yeah. for cdh absolutely that's like oh, one well, of the best ones every single time and and it itself is an artifact as well yeah. too so it not turns only on your mox opal stuff like that so if it's in your opener right like you can still tap it like use your vehicles to tap it and stuff like yeah, that we too. didn't even so get like, to the vehicle part which oh, is another vehicles, cool aspect of this deck they're much they're much they're actually farther down the list of when we'll talk about them but right. like that is just like your tappers like you can use them as tappers and use them to actually go off some of
of them are lords. Other of them can like give plus one plus one counters to things. But there's five artifact dwarves that are in the deck that are allowing you to do this combo. Do you know offhand if there are other options for artifact dwarves? How many, or is this kind of like the top of the good ones? I'm pretty sure these. This is the top of the good ones because if there were any better ones, I'm sure we'd play. You'd them. be playing them. I Most mean, of them. Are there are any other ones that are close? There four. Are there other ones, or are these like all of them? Do you know? I'm putting you on the spot here with a question you probably don't know. I think these might be all of them. Oh, okay. I don't know of a four drop one off right. the top of my head. Um, I haven't looked into them. So not only are you playing artifact dwarves, but you're also playing like dwarven theme, basically, right? Like you're playing a whole bunch of other dwarves because all of your dwarves are mana dorks? Yeah, exactly. All the dwarves are mana dorks. Yeah. So there's actually a lot of really old dwarves that were printed millions of years ago when dinosaurs were from the <laughs> earth. And like they're all one mana. They a lot of their text means nothing, like liberated dwarf, enslaved dwarf, and bloodfire dwarf, and dwarven scorcher. A lot of like th their text means nothing, but like Dwarven Grunt has Mountain Walk, and that's hilarious. You can hit an ad nauseum deck a little bit harder now. Sure, yeah, you can make sure that your creature can survive while attacking and tapping to get the treasure. Like it, it comes yeah. up, but it's it's so silly. It's just how many do you run of the one mana dorks? There's eight. Eight. So you there's, basically have like a, a ton of one mana mana dorks well, in the deck. Well, there's think. nine, including nine. Universal Automaton, and there's ten, including Ragavan, which nice. is kind of like a an honorary dwarf. Sure, it taps to make a treasure, effectively, sort of. Yeah, but there's also a three mana dwarf that's Dwarven Blood Boiler. Is this how many? Like, are, is this the extent of the dwarves, or you have more besides these very small packages? Just professional face breaker count, because it also makes also treasures. Also, kind of treasure. So it's an honorary dwarf it's with the Ragavan. But okay. dwarf. What does the three mana dwarf do? Dwarven Blood Boiler is actually one of the better cards what in this deck. A badass name. It's such a badass <laughs> name, right? All he does is sit there and aggravate you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was thinking he's like a torturer. Like he boils your blood. Oh no, he just sits there, like makes you slightly angry. Like he chews with his really... mouth open and stuff. Yeah, right, man. That boils my blood. <laughs> Temperatures rising in here. What does he do? So it says tap and untap dwarf you control. Target creature gets plus two plus oh. Tap and untap dwarf. Yes. So That's the important part. Yes. This is a dwarf yeah. tapper. Great. That's exactly what you want. With this and Magda in play, it makes two treasures a turn. That's nice. nice. That's, that's nuts. That's really good. That is really good. If you have any other dwarves, you can just tap it at instant speed, make a bunch of treasures that way, and that way you don't have to risk dwarves in combat. Yeah, that's important. Does the power does the power boosting, does that come up often? Do you find yourself, let me attack with my big giant dwarf now? Or There's no? weird times where it is really important to be the beatdown. And like if you have like one of your dwarf lords in play like magda itself already pumps dwarves and then one of the the adaptive automation is a is a artifact dwarf that also pumps all your dwarves oh, yeah. Yeah. so like there's times where like you need to be the beat down to get rid of it i know players at 10 time to throw it into overgear and they have an opposition agent in play right and you just yeah. need to get them out of the game so you can win yeah sometimes that is important so that's Creature removal is player removal. Exactly, yeah. So the, the dwarves are really what hold this deck together. It does think that you are playing a lot of cards that sound like they're bad. Like a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to play them. Do you have to play them? Are you playing Dwarven Grunt? Well, yeah, I am because it's such a good mana dork in this deck. Yeah, it's like the best birds of paradise ever, I would say. I get to play more mana dorks than green decks do. Yeah, definitely. And the fact that Magda is so cheap, you can get her out for just two mana. Like it makes it much easier to balance your deck around because there are going to be a lot of situations where a turn one magda is the right call and you can get it in before the dranith magistrate gets there super helpful for this deck yeah most definitely so uh the, so those are all the dwarves cool what about other good stuff the, the 
thing that Magda does is search for dragons and artifacts. What are some of the juicy targets that we're playing in CDH with Magda? Okay, so I have these. We're going to talk about them in order of their mana cost. So we're going to start with some lame. We're going to start with a lame-o, which is Soul Guide Lantern. Okay. It's really good. Like, yeah. <laughs> Underworld Breach is all over the place, but it feels lame because I'm spending five mana to put it into yeah. play at instant speed. Honestly, that card's just great. I've been playing it in Tim Jessica as just, like, a good card. Sometimes Oswald Fiddlebender can find it. It's yeah. super powerful. It can cantrip if it needs to. It can threaten getting rid of graveyards at any time. Spot removal one thing on ETB. Honestly, it's the first stacks piece that we're talking about yeah. because it does hold up, like, players from winning the game and yeah. depending on what their deck is doing. I love stacks pieces like this that effectively do what they are preventing but without really doing it you still have like control there i think that's helpful the next thing is cursed mirror this one is good because it can copy a dockside extortionist great so a lot of times what happens in magda is like i have six treasures but i need more so that i can go get my artifact dwarf and my clock. Yeah. I can go get this, copy someone's dockside, and make up the difference. Yeah, I like this one also because there are situations where your commander is often targeted, I feel like. Everyone knows the best way to stop Magda is to just get rid of the Magda, and then the Magda deck can't do a ton. So if you're getting Gilded Drake and stuff like that, this is a great way to bring this in as a copy of the Gilded Drake and get your Magda back. Do some tricks like that to make sure that you can hold on to your Magda. That's kind of a niche, small situation, but I feel like any, any card that has a little secondary value of like helping keep magda on the board and doing magda things is a great include and not being a dead card after that then either like still being able to cast the dragon that you accidentally drew still a mana rock still taps for mana it's still nice to be able to have so i've i've really liked cursed mirror memory jar is the next card so uh memory jar is here because in previous variations of the deck, you could loop this with Elixir of Immortality and, like, draw your deck and draw out your opponents. You've taken Elixir out, though. Uh, I've taken Elixir out because I don't need it as a win con anymore. And, um, honestly, the Wondering is a card that I'm starting mm. to think about for Magda. And this is one of the main Ooh. cards I'm considering cutting for it. Dude, because right. it, it, the Wondering essentially would do the same thing, but it's a little bit slower but it costs less mana, but it has more utility because it has more words on it. Interesting. Okay, so here are my thoughts. The One Ring, I think the card is sneakily very, very good. Memory Jar is also sneakily very, very good. Memory Jar can help against Thassa's Oracle wins. If you got five treasures, your opponents cannot go for Thoracle win. In response, you can just make them draw the last cards and they lose their, the, That's they a can good lose point, too. Yeah. That's pretty good. But on the reverse side, the One Ring, when it enters, it gives you protection from all things. So if someone's winning with Kiki Jiki, that's great there. I kind of feel like you maybe want both. They feel a little bit different to me, but I definitely want to try out the One Ring, and if I were you, I would too. If this is the card that you're thinking, I think it's a fine swap. Well, I have some other cards that okay. I'm thinking of maybe cutting we'll too. To we can talk about them as well. But, but Especially in like a deck that doesn't have a ton of card advantage, I feel like Red wants to get that as much as possible, especially if it synergizes with the deck. But the One Ring does that. Like, yeah, the really One Ring well. does that exactly, yeah. And like being able, I also like the idea of being able to get it in at instant speed off of a Magda activation too. Really good. Like if someone targets me with like an intuition and then like, <laughs> boom, sucker. Yeah. Now your card's fizzled. Instant speed, the One Ring, really good. Yeah, really good. But Memory Jar still does have its place. Good against Najila. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. There's just, there's just like a lot. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of wins that it stops. That it stops, yeah. But Memory Jar is still really good. Like I don't play Wheel of Fortune, and this is a way that I can still have a Wheel of Fortune in case I just need to see extra cards and you know find 
one specific thing. I wonder, I feel like some people might find that strange that you're not playing Wheel of Fortune in your mono red deck. Wheel of Fortune is so strong. Oh, yeah, but there's nothing that, nothing good that comes of it in this deck. No payoffs. I'm not a storm deck, so I'm not like built to be able to draw seven cards and then proceed to win the game immediately. I draw seven cards and like one of them is a dragon and another one of them is like a one of the many interactive pieces that get rid of an opposition agent. There's so much removal in this deck. Yeah, you're really thinking about oppo for this deck. I you like. have a lot of concerns with opposition agent and even mind sensor. Yeah, so that, that makes sense. I feel like Wheel of Fortune also, it just, you don't, like you said, like you don't want to draw your cards, though. You want those cards in the deck. Exactly, You want right? Magda to be able to find those cards. Yeah. You don't want to see a bunch of them because out of seven, three of them are probably going to belong right in the deck. Yeah, exactly. So even then, that's another part of the reason why memory jar is not something I go for too much. Interesting. I could see that. I could see that you wanting. But then the one ring for that same reason. Do you want to be drawing that? It's, well, it's slower. It's, it's not slower. just like a burst of seven. I yeah. can just kind of get through a couple more cards in the grind of your game. I'm not sure. I'm sorry. Know. I'm talking yeah. too much about memory jar. Let's Quite all right. So the next thing that I, I kept this one separate from the stacks pieces because it's just that far above everything else and it's very <laughs> expensive. It's God Pharaoh statue. Oh. Yeah. Being able to get this out and just shut off any deck that's trying to cast more than one spell a turn. That's a win condition right there. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, it lose is. a life every instant. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. And nobody can do anything except me. I don't have to cast spells. I can, I can just keep tapping my dwarves and yeah. making magda activations and getting more things into play. So Another great thing about this deck is you don't care about a lot of stacks pieces. You care a ton about a few. We already talked about Opposition Agent is your big nightmare. But besides that, you don't really care about rule of laws. You don't care about yeah. taxing effects. You don't care about any of that stuff. But it's also good like like after you go through your clock combo, like if someone has like removal or something for the steps after that, the first thing that you can go grab is a God Pharaoh statue. And then you can also shut off other people's interaction that way too. It's like a defense grid at that point, basically. It's a defense grid. I mean, they were going to interact with you before that. Probably. But it's still a good measure to be able to do that if you want to play super optimally. It's also nice to be able to just Magda Tutor for a removal spell for anything. And Spina Vishaw is just that. I love this one. This one comes back. This one comes back. It, never comes back and yeah you're never getting there it never but, comes back but and i'm never recasting it <laughs> yeah but in theory it could but really it's just a big artifact that deals with any problem helpful for a flexible deck which is how you want to be in magda is very flexible yeah. loosey goosey i end up searching for this a lot really because there's okay. a lot of times where you're just like man this sucks i'm going to lose the game but i have to get rid of basalt monolith or else right. i'm gonna die right now so yeah. well it's since you're like a toolbox deck you want all the tools you want all the options in exactly as, and you want all those options in as few cards as possible so you don't want like a creature removal artifact and a and a an artifact removal dragon or something you want yeah. one thing that can get rid of fucking anything exactly like ideally i'm doing this once and yeah. then i can go and then from you there. win right afterwards exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah the first major dragon that we're talking about that's not part of the combo we're gonna yes. move on to actually a couple of them love it utvara hellkite Yes, dude. This is this is how you play the fair game. In this this is how you play the fair game. Yeah, this is this is the I'm gonna win a casual EDH game right yeah. here. <laughs> so this card's great because it just makes more six six dragons that can attack. And what's nice is that again because you can get this in at instant speed with magda it prevents people from like really expecting it this is like one of the great options to go for when you can't win the game and there's like a dranith magistrate in play right. you can come down and get this thing and then just put this massive clock on the stacks player who now has to worry about a 6-6 six, six blocker and now they're timna and all their stuff can't get in either you're definitely since you can operate so much at flash speed with this deck there's going to be a lot of situations where someone puts an op 
opposition agent on the stack before you activate your ship because yeah. they just they have to for another player or for tempo reasons. And then in response to that, you can say, okay, well, I'm not going to be able to go through the rest of my combo, but I'm going to go find this fucking dragon. I'm just going to attack you for 100 turns in a row until you're dead. I mean, I'm sure there's other things you can get. The... Uh the one that we just talked about. The, the Garden Hellkite oh, would be a good Hellkite. one. Yeah. But I guess once the opposition is in play, you can't get that shit anymore. So you have to get something that just yeah. wins the game by itself, slowly over time. This card's great for that. Love Udvara Hellkite. There's a new one that's in here. Yeah. Cavern Horde Dragon. Yes. So I haven't had the chance to play this one. But I'm, like I said in the set review, I'm expecting this card to make me anywhere between two to five treasures when it attacks i'm looking to get it it's again something else that i can do um in addition to utvara if i'm not winning the game but i still have the opportunity to do more magda activations down the line being able to just make more treasures is something that's good to do um otherwise it could also be the way to get me the treasures that I need to win the game. Again, like if I if I have a way to make even more than five and if it can net me treasures, then it can feel like a second Dockside Extortionist, which is nuts. Definitely. The ceiling is very high. It gives you a lot more, like we talked about before, flexibility where if you are on five treasures and you see an opponent for some fucking reason has got 10 artifacts in play, yeah. all right, I'm going to sack my five treasures, look for this dragon right away, attack because it has haste. It does have haste. Get the trigger right away and go immediately up to 10 treasures. So there's like another situation from only magda and five treasures where you can win the game from there instead exactly. i like that as an option too and then also like you were talking about being able to grind and just like make more mana over time which i think good. is going to be what it does mo more yeah, is just probably. it's a big six six attacker that makes you two to three treasures that like in two more turns is going to get you another dragon yeah like Chiscoria. Another good one. Another another one to help in the grind. Yeah, and this one can be even cheaper if you have to hard cast it because of affinity. Yeah, what is what give me what does this card do again? Affinity and uh it also has flying in haste flying as well. Haste. Okay. And when it attacks, exile the top five cards of your library and you can cast an artifact spell from among them this turn. If you do, it has affinity for artifacts. That one can also be cheap. Yeah, so like I've put God Pharaoh's statue in nice. for free yeah. off of Chiscoria before. That's great, yeah. And it goes right into play. It goes right. It's like a Winota effect, yeah? Well, I have to cast it. Oh, you do have to cast it. Oh, sorry, I right. do you have put to it in your hand it. and then yeah. you cast it. Okay. Um, still powerful. It still is really powerful, yeah. Especially because of the affinity for artifacts. And because most of my artifacts don't have, require any colored mana, there's just a lot of really easy ways that I can just put like stacks pieces into play off of this. It's another really good grind one. It does fall to Draineth Magistrate, but it's still a really good grind option. I like that this card uh, allows you to get card advantage in a way that works well for Magda, because since you're looking at the top five and choosing one, you don't have to worry about accidentally drawing a combo piece that you'd want in the deck. You can make sure that you get a card that you can actually do something with and put the others still in the deck for Magda to find. Oh no, you just, you exile the top five cards cards there's no clause on here oh, that puts them back they're gone forever they are gone forever i didn't know that yeah so like i have Whoops. gotten i have gotten rid you of like yourself twin shot sniper when that was in the deck but risky. now it's going to be a lot harder to do that risky there's reasons why you don't get to score yet if like Draneth magistrates in play yeah but a lot of times like if if you do find clock of omens clock of omens might only cost you one or two mana at most okay if it's not free sounds good i mean there's still you you really only need clock of omens and then one of a thousand 
thousand other things. So there's really not a ton that you're afraid of getting rid of forever since you have so much redundancy in your combos in different layers. So I guess that, that does make sense. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The card that I find myself getting the most, though, when I can't just win the game off of five treasures with Magda, is Portal to Phyrexia, though. Yes, dude. I've I've gotten destroyed by this card so many times. Just basically being a board wipe with the ability to get around Dranith Magistrate by getting your Magda back from your own graveyard and returning Dockside Extortionists that people played. Like, this card just gives you the most value ever. And you're not casting this for nine men. You're getting into play on turn, like, two or three a lot of the time. at instant speed at instant while speed. someone's attacking me. A lot of the time, this is going to just straight up wrath the board and then remain as a way to, like you said, just recur value forever and ever. And if remind me, if I'm wrong, you reanimate a creature from any graveyard. It's any graveyard, so yeah. So one of the things that you're killing, you can also get that back on your next turn oh, if you want yeah. to. There's stuff like Ranger Captain of Veos. Really like, good for Magda deck to have. Yeah, a tool that like you don't have access to, but now you just have like another way to interact and protect yourself. And you can go find your Atomic Autoton. What's that card? The one mana artifact dwarf. Oh, you yeah. You can find that with the Ranger. Like, right? Yeah. There's a, like, yeah. The, a lot of cool things you can do with other people's cards in Magda. That's Magda's one issue. It's it's only red. It's mono red. It lacks in a decent amount of interaction stuff. But if you can use some of your opponent's stuff... That makes it much better. It is really helpful, yeah. So Portal to Phyrexia, definitely an all-star in this deck. We should move on to, other. are those all the dragons and cool, fun artifacts that you search out of your yeah, deck? Yeah, those are like the most fun reasons to play Magda is because we get to play these cards. Speaking of reasons to play Magda, I feel like vehicles are a pretty good reason to play Magda because vehicles fucking slap and are normally not very good in CDH, but here they're great. They are really great here, yeah. So there's one absolutely busted and fucking oh, insane. No vehicle and then there's three vehicles that are like pretty good because they give you some other yeah value as well best one in the deck give it to me clown car i knew it this <laughs> it's fucking free for zero mana you put it into play and you can tap magda with it that's all it does it yeah. doesn't make fucking balloons you don't have to do that if anything casting it for more mana is more risky because it's more likely to get 
Maybe spell pierced or mental misstep. And that you're you just putting mana into it. it Why are matter. you doing Don't, that? Yeah, it's a zero mana. You can tap a door for free. That's good enough. The other ones have a maximum of crew two. You do play Smuggler's Copter, which is crew one, but crew two is really what you're looking for because most, with the exception of one dwarf, of your dwarves have a power of one. So with Magda in play, it bumps everything, and all of your dwarves then can be crewed by these vehicles. Crew three is not good. Crew three is yeah. not good. That's not what you want. It no. has to be two or less. Has to be two or less, which is why like unlicensed Hearst is good. That is also a uh, graveyard interaction, which is nice. And then it, it is nice to have one more. So you do play the high speed hover bike. Oh. It's bad, but it ETB can tap a dwarf too. That's interesting. Which so is it's weird. still synergistic. It's still synergistic. Or you could tap like a Najila attacker, like something that's going to win the game like that. That one barely comes up, but it's nice to have like an instant speed way that you can still tap your dwarf. Sure. I like, and also unlicensed Hearst being an option that Magda can tutor for to stop a win. Also, also true. Very powerful. Yeah. Outside of the, the soul guide lantern too. Yeah. So you have a couple different options yeah. there. The reason why vehicles are busted in this deck is because you can overcrew vehicles. It doesn't matter that your vehicle's already a creature. You can crew the vehicle as many times as you want. So that means that if you have four dwarves in play, you can be consistently making four treasures a turn with just your magda and these vehicles that's so funny that clown car is literally like in your deck a clown car you can just like jam as many doors <laughs> yeah. as you want into, right? the, de yeah. into the car and it's a car full of little that's awesome it is literally a clown car yeah so this is the, the vehicles absolutely shine nice they serve the same purpose as dwarven blood boiler so these dwarf tappers are are very important love it we've talked about a lot of gas a lot of action yeah. a lot of doing what are you doing in the deck but i feel like Another one of the interesting things that this deck has to offer is its reaction because it's mono red and it's kind of maybe lacking in that department. I don't know. What do you got on interaction? Actually, there's a ton of interaction. Okay, one, yeah. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So I just counted eleven cards that uh, can either interact on the stack or on the board in some meaningful way. And that's not including some of those cards we already talked about, like for Portal to Phyrexia and artifacts that do already interact. That's true. Yeah, this is more stuff outside of that. Yeah. Give it to me. What do you um, got? So a lot of this is basically set up to be able to deal with uh, cards like Drenith Magistrate so I can recast Magda if she dies and Opposition Agent and even Mind Sensor. And Collector Oof? Yeah, and Collector Oof yeah, too. Yeah, and Collector Oof. So there's a couple of free ways we can do that with like Fury and Pyrokinesis, Galvanic Blast, Lightning Bolt. Like there's just a bunch of, a, a, a lot of just creature interaction. Um, you do play Wild Magic Surge so that you have a way to deal with non-creature permanence too. Like Rest in Peace or something like that like an enchantment that stops your actually like, rest in peace silence. no longer steps me stops me but nice curse totem is an issue oh, sure. so like having a way to deal with curse totem yeah and with uh, that. like stony silence uh, another yes. type thing also we don't see that one important. as much but yeah. yeah okay stoke the flames is one that's really cool perfect in this deck dude. exactly because it makes treasures when i tap dwarves to convoke it yeah that's great and you can split up the damage which is really nice if you can get rid of an opposition agent and a collector roof like uh, you can actually, live in magical that one i can't that's not true do no, I don't know what this card does? it's just damage to one oh, creature. Oh, I'm thinking of Pyrokinesis, Pyrokinesis and Fury. I'm so Fury sorry. I'm, yeah. I'm a fool of it's a okay. token. I apologize. I don't know what Burn's supposed to. A couple ways to interact on the stack, too. Give them to me. That's important. That was my fear for this deck, is that you, how you interact on the stack. Yeah, there's really not a lot of ways. Deflecting Swat is the best way, too. To bolt Trickery is one that nobody sees coming. Yeah. But actually stops a lot of win conditions. Okay, yeah, Which is true. the most important you thing. You gotta save it for the win condition, though. Yeah. Don't try to fight the counter war with this. I mean, sometimes you'll have to, but you want to stop the win condition. 
condition so that whatever they flip into, at least it's not the win. So it's a good flip. Exactly. If you try yeah. to counter the interaction that's blowing up your magnet, which sometimes I'm sure you'll do, there's a decent chance that it's, it's just going to flip into another interaction. Yeah, or something like exactly. That. So you got to be careful with that. And then Pyroblast. There's, I only play one of them. Only one. I'm not worried about counter wars because I'm not countering spells as I'm going through my combo. Yeah. So you don't really, you don't care about the stack as much. You want to prevent a couple things from getting onto the stack with some stack species that we'll talk about in a second here. Uh, you don't, if the stack gets big, I feel like it's kind of almost like a losing battle that you're like, I'm just going to let y'all fight it out and I'm going to try to win on the stack over here once yes, you're done. Completely That's separately. Magda's game plan, right? But because I don't have a lot of stack interaction, I have to play some stacks pieces. Let's talk about them. Give them to me. What do you got? So we already talked about God Pharaoh statue, which is one I'm not really casting. So that's why these are in a separate category of cards I'm going to actually cast. Love it. Sphere and Thorn of Amethyst are in here. And honestly, Sphere is one of the other two cards I'm considering cutting for the, the one ring. Okay. And the reason why is because these are cards that shut me off more than the other stacks pieces i play sphere specifically yeah that makes sense i've had some games recently where i've been a little bit mad at sphere where like it's really helpful in the early game but as the game progresses and it's stopping people from interacting with the players that are trying to win while i'm still trying to buy time it's been really upsetting there that makes sense yeah i could definitely see yeah. the one ring is much more it can't bite you in the ass yeah it exactly this one can bite you in the ass and i'm always a big favor of if a card can bite you in the ass even if it's strong i'm a good just cut that shit just take it out there's so many other good cards exactly yeah whereas like thorn at least like i can play my dwarves and you can it, play around it exactly much easier. It, it makes it a lot easier but like if i have to try to go through my own dockside cloudstone curio combo with my own sphere in play it's gonna feel real bad when you're one mana short because of it that's gonna come up sometimes so okay so that's why i'm thinking about that i like cutting that over cutting memory jar i feel like yeah. memory jar does a specific thing that the one ring does not do i think you don't you don't need to double that effect thorn does the job well enough a lot of the things that want to get taxed are going to care about non-creature spells yeah you, who cares if your opponent's creature spells are getting taxed as much maybe and i i play a lot more removal like hard damage removal so, you, so like you're I'm, good against creatures i'm not too worried about creatures. you need help against the non-creature shit exactly which I think sphere does sense. but also fucks you fucks yeah yeah and honestly so will um the one ring the one ring will be really good against the spells decks more because it helps me draw cards after i've been interacted with yeah. to get myself back into the game that makes sense this is a great blood moon deck because we play 15 basic islands and we're a mono red deck you saw, uh, you play 15 basic mountains. Wow. Could you imagine if I played 15 basic islands and how <laughs> shit out of luck I'd be all the time? <laughs> this deck fucking sucks. This Can't cast any of my spells. Why are there 15 islands? What the fuck? <laughs> this is like the best Tangle Wire deck in the world. Oh, yeah, dude, definitely. This is perfect for Tangle Wire. You tap the shit that you want to tap, make more treasures, pay for the Tangle Wire. Exactly. Treasures are great things to tap to Tangle Wire, too, if I still need other things to tap. This deck was made for Tangle Wire. It might as well be like the secret partner of the deck, I feel like. Yeah, Tangle Wire has some really cool implications, really slows the table down um and gives you the time that you need very turn order dependent i would say you feel real bad sometimes when yeah. you go and turn seat two or three and the player before you already dumped a whole bunch of shit but honestly even then sometimes it's good they're gonna have to tap their shit and not really use it maybe that's not even right maybe yeah. you want to be later i kind of like tangle wire 
on turn three a lot of the time actually yeah because maybe, it gives yeah. me time to get like magda and a dwarf in play sometimes okay and then on like turn two or turn three going tango wire after that interesting so that that way like it can it has things to tap that way too you definitely want to make sure that you're set up first you want yeah. to be able to abuse the tango wire that's so, the thing right yeah. otherwise okay. i'm just falling behind yep. and you to my own wire yeah the last major stacks piece is coin the great creator that's a good one yeah it shuts off other people's artifact strategies without shutting off my own and then it allows me to pick off the, some of their, you know, mana rocks as well. Yeah. Also has some weird utility, like making Portal to Phyrexia a 9-9 nine nine, or if God Pharaoh statue is 6-6. Six six, sure. And allowing me to, like, get in for damage in some of those grindier games like that, too. I love cards that give you that angle. That, like, yeah. well, when everything is going wrong, let me just make this thing into a 9-9 nine nine and attack. Like, yeah. that's a good plan C to have, I feel like. Definitely gives the beatdown angle a whole other a whole other meaning for this deck, then. Love it. Okay, so that's all the stuff. That's all, like, the goods that you want to be doing. How, yeah. do we, how do we get there? What tutors do you have? So there's actually not a lot of tutors. Mag's the tutor. Yeah, you because Magda is your tutor, yeah. So really, you play Imperial Recruiter and Gamble as other copies of Dockside Extortionist. Sure. <laughs> and that's really all you're trying to find, because everything else you're going to find with Magda. Yeah, I love it. All right, so yeah, we don't really care about tutors, which is why you got a deck full of so many good cards, is you don't have to play the tutors, because it's in your command zone. I like that. Exactly. What else? You got some way to you gotta make mana. How do we how we cast our spells? There's actually a surprisingly smaller amount of mana rocks and rituals in this deck as opposed to like other mono red decks like Godo. Interesting. Because we play so many mana dorks. Yeah. And Godo doesn't have access to mana dorks. That's true. So for rituals, I only need Spirit Guide, Rite of Flame, and Jessica's Will. And these cards are seen play in any deck, which exactly. is a thing that I like about them because sometimes in monocolor decks you have to play some shitty cards and it's good that your mana is not shitty cards. Yeah, this <laughs> is not the best of Jessica's Will's decks, but the other two rituals are really good at helping you get Magda out on turn one. Right. Yeah. And it Jessica's will gets turned on pretty quickly, which is at least still nice. Which is good. Yeah. So like if I need a lot of mana to be able to, you know, keep doing stuff in, yeah. in the game, it's really helpful there too. And then you're really only playing the mana that allows you to get Magda out really quickly in terms of your rocks. So like Diamond, Crypt, Jeweled Lotus, Chrome Mox, Lotus Petal, Mox Amber, and Soul Ring yep. are in here. Um, and then the other one is Spring leaf drum sure which is a dwarf tapper Taps dwarves i love it that's perfect it makes two mana which is super nice really good yeah that's really another card that is like secretly broken in this deck it's exactly. a one mana it's another soul ring you get another copy of soul ring effectively yeah so like if you don't have a vehicle like this is another good way that you can tap at least one of your dwarves without threatening it in combat your monocolors you yeah. get some utility lands there's actually a lot of utility lands I in love this that. deck best best part about playing monocolor yeah. cdh deck for having 29 or 30 lands depending on your md DFCs, um, you only run like 15 mountains here, which means that you have a lot of room for utility lands. Have you ever considered Snow Mountains so you can play that Astrolabe card? Is that worth anything or no? Arkham's Astrolabe? Arkham's Astrolabe? No. I wouldn't think so because okay. once it's, it's, a in, it's just a cantrip. And yeah, and you're in Monocolor, so you don't need the mana fixing. Yeah. Okay, all right. And I, I have to buy 15 Snow Mountains. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. And these mountains I had. Okay. So Survivor's Encampment and Holdout Settlements are ways that I can tap dwarves and make more mana. They're uh, basically... A theme. I'm sensing a theme yeah the theme runs through the entire deck you want to tap dwarves homeward path is specifically in here for gilded drake yeah so i can get my fucking magda back that's a big you need the you need the magda mutavault is a dwarf taps for mana by itself even when it's still a dwarf emergence zone you brought spoke up earlier. About earlier more ways to go instant speed i'm always a big fan of especially monocolor where you yeah. don't really care about having a colorless land that much yeah and when a deck that makes a lot of treasures so like i have other ways i can make my 
color mana that way too. Um, I also put Command Beacon in here. Draineth Magistrate's a thing, and uh, Magnet can die a lot of the time. So paying two mana or three mana for Magnet instead of eight mana is very definitely. helpful. I have definitely played Jessica against Magda and killed that thing eight times yep. before, so I get that. This is also an amazing Urza Saga deck. Oh, yeah. You just get more mana rocks and just other... I don't know. You're in mono, right? It's an, it's it's an amazing a, it's Urza easy Saga include. deck. Yeah, there's like no downside, basically, and a ton of upside. You can find very relevant things. Exactly, yeah. You can find tappers like the Springleaf Drum, too, so yeah. it's also helpful there. Buried Ruin is like the only recursion in this deck, so if, if the clock dies, I have this to get it back. No Underworld Breach in your red deck. No Underworld Breach in yeah, my red deck. This is a so really weird, poopy it? Underworld Go Breach Godo's deck. the same way. It just doesn't work well with Breach, which is so funny. It's like, you, that's the best card in the format, and you can't play it in your red deck. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then Treasure Vault is in here. Oh, sure. It makes treasures. It, it makes treasures, yeah. Sometimes sometimes what you need to do is just like, all right, I'm going to, on an end step, pay a bunch of mana and make a bunch of treasures then, and I can take it. This deck I can, can win away. from such a low amount of resources, depending on what it's got. I, this is just like another layer that I can do that. There's a couple of other lands that uh, can make colors of mana sometimes, like Cavern of Souls, which is very helpful, um, and Gemstone Caverns, all the caverns like that. Prismatic Vista is the only fetch land. It is still nice to be able to fetch something. Sure. But if you need a shuffle for some reason, maybe someone submerges a card on top of your deck and you don't want to draw a card anymore. Exactly, right? I still <laughs> like having <laughs> at least one shuffle. Um, and then the last two tech lands, Barbarian Ring is the threshold two damage land. Again, I just need ways to be able to deal with opposition agent. Love it. Yeah, kills Oof too. Kills a lot of stacks pieces. And then Shinka, I need to get a Helm's Deep version of. Oh, yeah. But giving Magda first strike is actually really important. Yeah, oh yeah, make sure that you can get through some a lot of tutus and stuff the problem is i do need to tap dwarves and i can't reliably attack with them yeah so it's uh really nice to be able to guarantee that magda can get in and not die i love it this deck is powerful i think i think it's like a real deck it definitely is yeah this is definitely the the best monocolor deck that i think i've played and i've played urza like i feel like i always have options and my wins feel very clean yeah um, how about how to beat this deck? What's how to beat this what's deck? What's the best way to beat this deck? We, I mean, we talked about Oppo a bunch. We talked about yeah. Collector Roof a bunch. We talked about the Stacks pieces. What else? Are we just killing killing your dwarf as much as possible? Yeah, like if Magda can't stay in play and if I can't keep generating treasures, it's going to be really tough for me to be able to win. There's not a lot of card advantage either, right? So just shutting me off of Magda is a really good way to be able to to stop this deck. So Yeah, if you can laser focus on Magda and you have the time to do that, you can stop this deck. But I feel like the interesting part of CDH is if you're at a, playing at a pod with a bunch of other powerful decks, they're not going to be able to laser focus on you because there's yeah. a blue farm deck that's going to come right after you and if they blow up the interaction they're gonna die there so i think this deck definitely can compete although how to beat it is clear it is obvious yeah it's just you have to put yourself in situations that you can almost like politic your way out or be able to be very reactive i think that's the strength of this deck is winning on the stack waiting for other players waiting for the decks the decks and players with like the better decks to go for their wins first and you want to you want to punch second you want to make them go for it first and then you say haha now I'll go. yeah which is kind of why i like playing the slower versions yeah. of the deck is because it allows me to kind of take my time and set up so that i can take advantage of timing before we go, do you want to go through some test hands? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, okay. let's see what they look like. First one I have here is Jeweled Lotus, Blood Moon, Treasure Vault. I don't know what any of these fun cards are. Blood Fire Dwarf, one mana red dwarf, Shatter Skull Smashing, Fury, Lotus Petal. So once again, Jeweled Lotus, Blood Moon, Treasure Vault, one mana dwarf, 
Shatter Skull Smashing, Fury, Lotus Petal. This hand is amazing. I think it's great. Like, it's a turn one Magda and another Dwarf. The only thing this hand doesn't have is a good tapper. Yeah. But we do have a lot of ways that we'll be able to make some treasures very quickly here. And then Blood Moon to kind of come down and be our interaction for the board in a couple turns. Blood Moon with Treasure Vault kind of stinks, but I agree. I think you can turn one. Well, you can turn one Magda and the Dwarf which I think is good because probably yeah. turn two, you, I would imagine you'll be able to attack and get two treasures right away. That's what I'm imagining. And then on too. turn two, you can also play the Blood Moon, which should buy you enough turns to find some action. All you need is time with this deck. You have yeah. the win in a certain amount of time. You have a ways to make two treasures a turn as long as no one plays removal or plays creatures, and you have a Fury to help clear the way. I, to me that's is, the other reason why i'm considering yeah. keeping this hand is because like i we also have fury as interaction so i think this is almost like the, the yeah. ideal hand i want to say i would yeah it, it's missing a tapper but otherwise this is exactly the kind of thing that i would want to see a consistent tapper i mean you draw land thorn of amethyst sphere of resistance no, that's kind of sad and karn okay next should we do one more yeah let's do another one yeah this one we have maskwood nexus buried alive unlicensed hearse buried alive what <clears throat> Sorry. In this hand, we have Maskwood Nexus, Buried Ruin, Unlicensed Hearse, Bloodfire Dwarf, again, Cloudstone Curio, Soul Ring, and Cavern of Souls. Man, this hand is really close, but I, there's no way to make red mana. Just the Cavern of Souls. Yeah, and that will only... Cast the Dwarf and your Magda, which are the only red spells that you see here, but... But, like, Maskwood Nexus is not a card we want to see in our opener. Unless you know for sure that Unlicensed Hearst is going to be insane in this pod. Like, you're looking at, like, a Gitrog deck and two other Gitrog decks. Yeah. Maybe? Uh, yeah, I, I think I agree. Although this deck does have stuff that you want to see, I think some of the stuff, like the Maskwood Nexus and the Cloudstone Curio, you kind of don't want to see those in your opening hand. No, like, so, and, and this is the problem. Like, Magda's not coming out real quickly. Like, Magda can come out turn on, on turn two, but the other dwarf isn't in play, if that's the case, because I had to get, like, Soaring in play or something, and I only have the one red mana source, so I'm not really able to kind of push anything out really quickly so yeah, i agree i mean you could turn one cavern dwarf and then turn two cavern magda and attack with the dwarf and hopefully get in somewhere that would get you turn yeah. two uh both of them but i don't really have a plan after that there's no then. real plan after that besides just like too many win conditions i'm gonna mulligan this we mulligan one. let's, let's go, go to our second seven yeah second seven this one also a stinker urza saga mountain mountain pyroblast maskwood nexus right of flame metallic mimic wow yeah so this has the artifact dwarf in magda maybe maybe it's not as bad as i thought you have turn one metallic mimic off of the right of flame and then yeah. turn two magda and then by turn three urza saga goes and gets us something no because on turn one we have to red oh, source to for right, right of flame yeah, right so of it's flame. turn four on the urza saga you already have the maskwood nexus though but you don't really need it because... This, this hand's not great. Let's go to six. Yeah, I think we can go to six. Although, I do think it's a little close. It just doesn't do... It is enough. pretty close, but uh, yeah, I agree. I don't think it does enough. Yeah. Yeah, let's go to six. We got Mountain, Imperial Recruiter, Soul Guide Lantern, Dwarven Trader, Galvantic Blast, Mountain, Dockside Extortionist. I'm keeping this hand. Kind of no matter what. Yeah, especially knowing that we're on a six. Like a hand that has Dockside in it yeah. makes a, me, means that I'm pitching Imperial Recruiter to the bottom immediately. Yeah, and then you have turn one either Soul Guide Lantern or holds up Galvantic Blast or play one mana Dork. Which is probably on your pod. what I would do. Is probably, probably that, yeah. yeah. Ideally, I'm playing the Trader. Yeah. If I'm on the play, I'm playing the traitor 
guaranteed. And then on turn two, you just hope that like some version of Dockside plus your commander is like enough to get you somewhere. Yeah, like if Dockside isn't going to make me tons of treasures on turn two, then I can go Magda, make a treasure, and then be set up for like a turn three Dockside, which will hopefully be a little bit more and I can like start I can get like portal to Phyrexia by that point because I've made yeah. three other treasures. This isn't a perfect hand. On a first seven, I might consider mulliganing this, but on a six, I think having Dockside is just too risky to consider a five, in my opinion, with this deck in particular. Yeah, definitely agreed. And what else is in this hand even? Mountain, Mountain, Imperial Recruiter, Soul Guide Lantern, Dwarf, Galvantic Blast. Oh, yeah, we've gone through all those cards. Yeah, yeah, this is a great hand. I would definitely, this is a great six. Great I six, would definitely yeah. keep this six. Yeah. Should we do one more, like a third start over? Yeah, let's do a third start. Over. Let's That's do a third start over. This time we have Chromox, Snow Covered Mountain, Urza Saga, Dwarven Scorcher, Shatter Skull Smashing, Emergence Zone, Pyrokinesis. Wow, this hand's a little weird. No, I would. So, what I'm seeing, Chromox pitching the Shatter Skull Smashing, yeah. land, cast uh, Magda, and then turn to the Dwarf. I forgot that we have Chromox. You have Chromox, and we you have can another... turn one Urza Saga. Um, Chrome Mox, and yeah. this way you get turn three, like another artifact you want, like Soul Ring or something. And I love Pyrokinesis, man. Pyrokinesis is really good to have. It's a shame we don't have another red card to pitch to it, but I'm sure we'll find another red card. Yeah, depending on the pod, if Pyrokinesis is going to be good in this pod, if you're playing against Green Decks, Najila, anything that cares about them, you think, oh, they might be on Dranath or Oppo or something like that, I think this is a fine keep. But on a first seven, if I'm playing against a bunch of blue decks, I would maybe consider not. I would, it. I yeah, depending on the pod, I would keep this. Yeah, if you want, you want valuable interaction. So if the pyrokinesis is good, you keep. If the pyrokinesis is bad, you ship. And I think it's close on a first seven. I think so too. What are we deciding? We're gonna mulligan. We'll mulligan. We'll do one. We'll mulligan. We'll say we're at a very spell heavy deck. We think. Yeah, spell heavy. This one's cavern, mountain, buried ruin, cloudstone curio, another mountain, clock of omens, spine of isha. This is all the cards I don't want in my hand. Trash. In my hand. Yeah, yeah, all the cards you want to tutor out later. This one's no good. We're going to six. Wow. Yeah. We have. Are we on the player draw? We're on the draw. Great. We have. Gemstone Caverns, Deflecting Swat, Spine of Isha, Gamble, Ragavan, God Pharaoh Statue, Unlicensed Hearse. So the only mount we have is the Gemstone. Yeah, so and this is a mold of six. And this is a mold of six. So we have turn one Ragavan, but we have to pitch something in order to do that because we need the Gemstone on. Yeah, and it's either it's probably the Gamble because we have like no... Yeah, we're going down on too many cards. Gamble yeah. gets too risky and like, what are you going to find? You just want, like, you want to be able to dock play the side. game. Like, that's what that is. That's a dock side. Yeah, but right now, do I mean... No, it's not worth it. You could, I mean, God Pharaoh Statue, you're never casting that this game. You might pitch that to Gemstone Caverns. It's either the Gamble or the God Pharaoh Statue. Is Spine in this hand? No, uh, yeah. yeah. Maybe it's, it's the Spine. It's, it might even be the Spine. Yeah, that's maybe even you more Cavern expensive. Pitch spine and then turn one, you hopefully Ragavan. But if you hit a land, maybe you land and do turn one Magdus, you can hold up deflecting swat the whole game, which would be really nice. And then next turn, try to dash gamble in a Ragavan or, something, or, or yeah, something like or that. Or dash in Ragavan, yeah. I think this is a keep. Uh, this uh, on a six, but this it's a is six. a six. What are we so what are That's we mulligan? Yeah, we have to gemstone and mulligan. So it's, I think at that point, then it's the two big artifacts. Yeah, I think well, you I, got Pharaoh Statue to the bottom and the and then you pitch spine, the spine of Isha forever. Ex exiled, yes, I agree. Especially if. When our, we're in our spell pod that we mentioned earlier, we want to be able to find God Pharaoh's, God Pharaoh's statue a little bit easier. Yeah, we're definitely going to want that one at some point. So cool. Yeah, great cool. deck tech. Good job. Thanks. We did do a well.
Thanks so much for watching. If you'd like to support us directly, you can do so on Patreon, like our $100 patrons. Cool Bean Man, Luke Cook, Young Mox, AJ Albosebi, Demon of Rosgrees, Kawaja, A. Hamid, Lauren Connell, and Baby G-Bus. If you want to pick up any of our merch, you can do that at playtowinmtg.com. Thank you so much, Dragon Shield, for supporting the show. Make sure you use our affiliate link down below to get all of your accessory needs. Check us out on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram for more content. Thank you so much for watching. Or listening. See you next time wait is this a podcast yeah this is, is yeah, yeah okay yeah it's yeah. a podcast you're listening lutri's dad stashes mitchell shepherd justin man solo nicola marikovic steven shalikti big tp 15 that green guy pedro jacob depp michael blue jan wildfang thomas bueno swampy mcgee david nelson and jormags that was great. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.